Welcome to Changeable. This is episode number 183, What Looks Different and What Doesn't Since 2017. You're tuned in to Changeable with Dr. Amy Johnson. Changeable podcast is all about breaking habits, ending anxiety, and the ironic way change really works. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hi there. Welcome back to Changeable. So in this episode, I want to talk a little bit about um, how things look different and and what doesn't look different uh, since 2017. As I say that, I'm like, well, how the heck do I know? <laughs> so it's all like a lot of in this moment, just how it seems, which is probably everything that any of us ever says anyway. So The reason it's since 2017 is because what brought this up is that I re-recorded the curriculum for the Little School of Big Change. Um, I did that in June of 2021. Um, And the original curriculum, which we're still using as of right now, um, was recorded in 2017. It was actually recorded five years ago this month. I started creating all of that in January. And I, it took about two and a half months. So from January to March-ish of 2017, that was all being put together. So when I went to recreate it in uh, in June, it was in April and May when I was preparing to recreate it, I had to kind of take a look at it, obviously. And that that sounds obvious, but I don't really look back at anything I do, so um, and I don't like to. So it's, it, it wasn't that obvious. I hadn't looked at it much in the five years since, or the four years, I guess, since um, since I originally created it. But I, I kind of had to so I could see what I was working with. And I sort of went into this project of re-recording the whole thing um, with a with a couple options. One... I sort of knew that possibly I would see what was there and I would just do some tweaks on it and it would look a lot better and sound a lot better because the production value is much, much better. But, you know, maybe it wouldn't be all that changed. I had no idea. The other option, and not that there were only two, but but at the other end, the other extreme was kind of like, well, maybe I'll just burn the whole thing down. And I love, I love burning the whole thing down and starting over when it comes to anything. I mean, I just feel like I do it mentally in my business and in my relationships and my life, my house, like all the time. I just love, I don't actually do it, but I love the feeling of that. Like, ooh, if, if there's nothing tied here at all, if there's no ties, if there's no past, if this was all completely brand new right now, right here in this moment, what would I, how, what makes sense? I love that. So I was kind of leaning toward that and I, and I knew that that may be how this went. Um, so what happened is I had to go back and look at the curriculum and watch all the lessons and, and um, I actually had them transcribed because I didn't think I could sit through watching myself talk. <laughs> I did watch some of them, but I had them transcribed so I could kind of see what was really in there and and what's interesting is that it feels like if I just sit here and think about it at any point and I think back, this is all such a story, but I, this is the story that's showing up. So if I think back to like, huh, I wonder, I wonder how, how I said things five years ago. If you ask me that today on any given day, I, the, the unquestioned assumption is that the stuff I created a long time ago, I tend to feel like it's outdated, like it's very, very different from what I would say today. So I don't love it. <laughs> you know, it just is what it is. And um, that's sort of just the thought that bops around, you know, that just feels true. And and yet when I have had to go back, like in this case, when I had to go back to the curriculum, um, Last year, I had to go back through the little book of Big Change, which I truly had not been through since I wrote it um, because I was trying to do a, an updated version. I was wanting to do an updated version, which my publisher won't do, but that's a whole different conversation. But I had to go back through the book and see what was there. Um, 
what's always surprising to me is like, there's sort of this feeling of like, oh, this isn't as bad as I thought. And as I say that, I don't mean this in any sort of personal way. So this isn't about me evaluating my work or what I produced or anything like that at all. It's really about the pointing. It's really about, oh, it's just about the message, whatever that is. It's about, and again, it doesn't, it doesn't feel personal. So I don't mean it to be like self-deprecating or anything like that or humble or it's just, it's not even in that universe. It just feels like, okay, does this point in the clearest, simplest way that I would still, that, that pointing would still happen today. And thinking constantly says, no, no, no. Things look so different and clearer and simpler today. The old stuff must be horrible. And when I look, I tend to see the opposite. I tend to say, okay, th- yes, there are a lot of things I would say differently, a lot of things I would improve upon. Um, but the essence still feels like it's there. And here's the really cool thing that I want to share about that. Again, it's not, it doesn't even feel like it's what's in the curriculum, what's in a book, what's in a podcast. It's more, everything, all of this that's shared here is like, uh, and I've said this many times through the school, is it's more about like, okay, I know from being a human myself that we're constantly in all of this thinking that looks so true and real and that when we suffer, which is often when that looks true and real, there's the tendency is to dive into that thinking and try to fix it and sort it out and find a better way and all of that from within that tiny little sliver of of consciousness that we happen to be living within. And and what I think all this pointing since 2007 and maybe even since way before that, what the pointing really does is it, it doesn't add a lot of words and instruction. It's just simply pointing people away from that. So in the case of school and, and Little Book of Big Change, Little School of Big Change, it's like, oh, you think you need to use willpower to have different thoughts. You think you need to because I thought I needed to make ourselves feel differently. We think it's about tracking some behavior and it matters what behavior happens. And what the pointing has always been, I'm very happy to say since 2017 and hopefully from even before that, what I see when I look back is oh, the pointing is simply away from that. It's not pointing to, oh, here's this other way and let me tell you what's true. It's just simply like, hey, what if that's not true? What if that's not it? And I love that because one, I can't, I, I, me can't mess it up so much. The stuff that, that, that my little personal thinking that shows up over here says is super outdated and not good enough and not helpful anymore. That's not really true because the pointing is still pointing in the right direction or in a helpful direction. And, and it also takes so much off in my case, me, but in your case, you, if you're a coach or a communicator or anyone who's been touched by this and you, and you share it in any way at all. I mean, I talk about this with my coaches all the time, but it's like, there's just so little pressure on what we say because it doesn't matter what we say, the words, even the examples, even the pointers. Yes, you can, you can start to get a feel for things and you can intuit what sometimes lands better or what, what might what seems like it might land better for a particular person in a particular moment. Yes, there's learning that happens there. But ultimately, there's just so little on that. Because really what this is, what it seems to me anyway to be about is someone staring at a brick wall, what looks like a giant brick wall, and they're I'm imagining like a Mario character. They're like running full speed into the wall and they just keep bouncing off this little wall. And all we're doing is taking the little controller and just turning the character around, facing away from what seems to be this giant brick wall where you've tried everything and nothing has gotten you what you want and said, hey, there's this other direction. Life is not this teeny tiny little narrow sliver of reality that plays out in your experience, in my experience, that's not life. 
that's not all there is. There's so much beyond that, period. We don't have to know what's beyond it. We don't have to describe what's beyond it. Thank God, because we can't. We don't have to tell them what's going to happen when they look beyond it. None of that. None of that. We can't. If if there are any teachers out there doing that, we can't. We, I mean, we can say, hey, here's some things I've seen and here's what I've seen in others. And, but those are just stories that, you know, that's just, that's just, that's just story. We can't know and we don't need to know. And it's better when we just don't know because we don't know. <laughs> and it's like just pointing in this giant open direction of there's more than that. There's another way. What if that's not true? The stuff you've been doing is just staring, you know, running into what it seems to be a brick wall. And the beauty in how this all appears to work is that as we're turned, as we kind of, as the floor and the ceiling bust out and we kind of see, oh, this isn't it. This that I thought was it. Everything I thought I knew isn't it. It, that's it. <laughs> like things just happen from there. Things are seen from there. Things are felt from there. Change happens in that space and no one makes it happen and no one knows why it happens. So I think ultimately the reason that, of course, my little personal thinking says, oh, that stuff's too old and it's not good anymore. But then I look back and I'm like, oh, the, there's something to this still. It's not because of anything I said, and it has nothing to do with how what I've seen has changed and deepened over the years, because it feels like it has enormously. It's that there's a, there was a very simple pointer that's been there from the beginning in my work and in everyone's work, I think, that points in this kind of direction. And that's all that matters. And then what is heard changes. So even in going back through the little book of big change and a little school of big change, yes, the little the little ego me is like, oh, I would not say that again, and I'm going to say it differently this time. But but still, there's like there's an ability to hear from that same communication. More is heard as we see more. Oh, I don't know if that makes any sense. It's hard to describe, but it makes sense. And <laughs> it makes sense to me. Um, this is why people go through the school over and over again and get so much from it each time, you know, because it hasn't changed, but they have changed. And I know that that's a little cliche. That's not a new concept, but I don't know. It just feels new. It, it, it was sort of landing with me in a much, much newer way as I went back through this recently. So I do want to share a little bit about how things have looked different for me um, in the past five years. And again, as I start to say this, I'm aware that it's just right now in the story of this is, it just kind of feels like a big story, but it is sort of the story. Um, you know, when I first came into this, this conversation, um, I came in through the three principles, not exclusively, but, but largely. And it was amazing for me. It's amazing for me. I, I had been doing the whole self-help and improvement and all of that forever. And everything in my experience was about, um, being better and me being better. You know, there was, it's just like, yeah, there's a, there's, I'm broken. I can do better. I need to be better. I came with so much weight of, I've seen that if I do this, this good thing happens. So, I mean, total, uh, full on, I'm in charge. I'm the master of my own destiny. I make things happen. A lot of that, a lot of the whole empowerment motivation stuff. But anyway, really, there was like just a me that felt not good enough, but motivated <laughs> to, to someday be good enough. And, and so coming into the, uh, and I'll just say again, I, I hate to talk about, um, I hate to give these titles like three principles or spirituality or non-duality because I don't think they mean a damn thing, honestly. And I know that minds cling to them and I don't mean it this way at all. So it's this, nothing I'm saying is about 
the three principles because I don't even know what the heck that is. I truly mean that. Nothing I'm saying is about any package because the package is just some conceptual overlay. You know, it really has nothing to do with it. But in that sort of conversation and the conversation that I was hearing, what I was hearing, not even what was being said, but what I was able to hear from a lot of the three principles teachers was just so amazing for me at that time because it was very universal. It was not super personal, which was very needed for me. It, it allowed, it allowed, uh, for a reminder that, okay, there's something bigger, what they call universal mind, running the show. So in a really beautiful way, it took me out of this me, me, me a little bit, but it also kept me in the me, me, me a little bit. And I don't know, I think that was probably helpful. I'm not saying that I wasn't ready to be out of that. That's all, would be all made up story. I just don't know. But there was something in like seeing that, okay, yeah, I'm a me and I want to be better. Oh, but I don't have to force and I don't have to change my own thoughts and I don't have to make all this happen because there's a momentum to life. There's a a nature, there's a thriving built into the design of all of us that takes care of that. So I was still a me for sure in my own head. Um, but there was a lot, a lot less thought given to being a better me and especially a lot less thought given to making myself a better me, you know, by forcing and doing all this stuff. That conversation allowed me to, it's just a metaphor, but like it felt like kind of just take my hands off the wheel and things only go well when that happens. I mean, there was really a sense of like, okay, I don't have to do so much. and. For every human on earth, I think of when that is seen, things are going to go better. <laughs> things are just going to, if, if nothing else, they're going to feel a lot better for sure. Um, so, and my habits went away and my anxiety changed. I mean, and life just felt opened in enormous ways. So that's, again, kind of the place and, the, and none of this makes sense and or the words don't really capture it when I say something like this, but I feel like that's sort of how, where, what I was seeing, or that's the place from which I wrote the little book of big change and created this initial um, little school of big change curriculum. I was able to, I, I saw, oh, there's another place to look. And if that's the only thing I said in anything that was said at that time, it was great. It was helpful. And it's been helpful beyond my wildest dreams really like a and again i say that i'm not i'm not trying to sound humble on purpose i truly this truly has nothing to do with me truly it just it's just was like wow i mean i never ever thought some stuff could be created that just points in a in a different direction and that so many people would hear it deeply hear it far beyond how i heard it Many, many people in the five years that the school's been going on, and especially with the graduate community, and as we really dive into this, and and people I know who have read the books and stuff, have heard what's being pointed to far beyond how I ever heard it. And again, like that is amazing. It's amazing. It shows that it can't have anything to do with me. It's just life does that. Life does that when we aren't trying to run into a brick wall what looks like a brick wall, thinking we're going to run through it. So, so it's been incredible. So, so that was great for a while. And I created all this and, and people were getting so much from it. And not long after it, just, I guess, again, there's a lot of, this has been a while and it's a lot of just from this moment memories and which I know are totally inaccurate. So this is just sort of the story of it, but it feels like it kind of hit a point. I kind of hit a point where it's like, there's got to, this isn't very deep. There's, there's more to see. There's more to it. And when I say this, I don't mean the three principles or anything else. Again, it's, it's never on anything, but I, I, I don't know. There's something in me that was just wanting much more and sort of feeling like, all right, I, I don't know. I felt like I kind of was bumping up against a ceiling and there was, a deeper way to see things. And I couldn't really find it. 
I didn't really know what that was. I, I looked in other directions at other teachings um, and other teachers and, of course, heard some wonderful things, but never really found, I don't know, nothing ever really felt like a, like a real fit. Like, oh, this is taking me deeper the way that feels right or true. I don't know. Um, a lot of what I heard, and again, this is a while ago now, years ago now, but a lot of what I heard, it, it, the pointers smacked of truth. Like it had that ring of resonance and truth to it, but it was tough because I, I don't know, I think, you know, a lot of the three principles teachers I had listened to were just so damn warm and lovely people. <laughs> and a lot of the other teachers I was listening to were not like that. And I, and I just like, okay, yeah, I think what they're saying is right, but I like, I like that other feeling, you know? So that was part of it at different points along the way. Um, so kind of, I think what happened is I just didn't do anything. I, I just went within whatever that means, but kind of just Yeah, kind of just got quiet and did a lot of sharing from just from what I could see and pointing in a direction that I knew was a direction, but that's it, <laughs> just pointing there. And again, all the while, all the while, watching people really see some things by being pointed in a similar direction. And I learned so much through stumbling around with words to try to point there, and being with people in a kind of intuitive way where I could sort of sense where their blind spots were. This is just coaching, but doing a lot of coaching, you know, really sitting with someone and not just trying to teach something, but trying to feel into like, oh, what is their mind creating that looks so real to them? And how can we kind of wiggle that loose and talk about it and look at it so that they get to see that bigger pointer and Anyway, I just was in the community and in the school a lot for, you know, a few years and was not taking in a lot of outside stuff because nothing outside felt like it was really, really what I was looking for. But that process was amazing in my story of it today. I don't know that I don't really know how to describe it, but it feels like it, it feels like it's in, in, in some ways shutting things out and just, and again, these are just concepts and words, but deciding to just be of service to who's in front of me and to, to go go within, whatever that means, and just listen to what life was showing me without having a teacher saying it or something, some framework that I could pin it on. It, a lot happened, <laughs> a lot deepened in that, you know, I don't know how, but it was awesome. So since then, that's sort of continued, I guess. I don't know. Um, now I will say that there feels like um, a lot of those teachers I, I looked toward that I just was like, eh, it resonates, but not right now. doesn't feel right. Um, many of, many of those messages do feel right now. Like many of those teachings do feel right. Like, I don't know. It's just interesting how it all is constantly changing and and it reminds me, you know, of how easily we can beat ourselves up for like, oh, well, everyone else got a lot out of this. I should too. Or this is what so-and-so likes or, you know, as if that, as if those things are doing anything for us and they're not. The Little School of Big Change has done nothing for anyone. All there is is a pointer toward what's already true honestly. And that's true of every teacher and every framework and every program and every everything that's out there all the time. And I don't know, I guess that that looks clearer, um, clearer now. So I, I want to, uh, so let me say one more thing. So I mentioned that as I was initially listening to the principles now 10 or 11 years ago, um, it was so great because it kind of kind of was still about me, but it was a really different approach to me. You know, it wasn't this forceful approach. It was like, hey, there's you, but 
but there's also life and life is, they didn't say this, but I would say it, life is living you, you know, like you, you aren't responsible for all that you stuff. There's still a you and don't worry, things will get better for you, but just relax into, into this, this bigger flow a bit. That's simply what I heard on it. Um, now I can sort of see that was again, perfect, perfect for me at that time. And it also kind of, there, there came a point when that felt like a giant limitation. And I do feel like, and I'm guessing you've heard this if you listen to this podcast, I do feel like that, um, yeah, that, that became a giant limitation that now seeing around this idea of me that anything happens to or for um, has, has really taken things much deeper. So with that, I do want to talk a little bit about some of the things that are different from, from the 2017, you know, how things looked and how I laid out the curriculum then and now. And, and some of it is around some of the things I just mentioned. So one of the things that feels the most different to me is what I mentioned and in, in what I've been seeing from uh, for over the last 10 years, where it's less about talking to a separate solid you and making that separate solid you better or happier or changed in some way, and more about just speaking about what happens, about how life is and and as part of that, that there is no separate solid you. So from the beginning, and I can see this, you know, even in the old curriculum and all over the place, that um, I've always talked about experience not being personal. And that's a, that's a big thing. It's a huge thing. It's probably the thing I get the most questions about. Probably the thing that the most people say, no, that can't be. What do you mean? My experience isn't personal. And and I love that because I mean, really, I think that point is, it's huge. And I'd probably say this about other things, but if there's one thing, I mean, that's huge to see that there is this energy and a mind just weaves stories into it. There's an energy that runs around and then thought and language kind of kind of hook themselves to that energy and we have thoughts and stories and narratives and really complicated narratives and stories at times that are all about me and of course in our own heads that just feels like the truth of it but to start to to separate that out a little bit and see no there's just thought happening period it's not about anything and to look at this this difference between that you're thinking versus what you're thinking. You know, that the content, the content is constantly changing. The content, it feels incredibly personal, but it's not either. It's so arbitrary and conditioned and it, it just, it just isn't as it appears to be. So that distinction, that you're thinking versus what you're thinking, that the content isn't important, that thoughts aren't about anything. I guess that's been there. I think that's been there for, for a long time. Um, and it obviously still is, but, but, you know, even in that, there was a sense of, at one point of, yeah, but you're the experiencer, experiencer of it. You know, you, there's a you and I'm talking to you and you are the experiencer of all this impersonal thought. Not explicitly necessarily saying that, but it, it was in there because that's, that's just kind of how I was seeing it. So and it's okay. This isn't a horrible thing, but this is one thing that feels different and, and much better, I think, much deeper and much truer is to not speak so much to this separate you that is the experiencer and just just speak to what's apparently going on, you know, what's being experienced because I don't think there is a separate you that is the experiencer of things. We are it's all one thing. It's all one energy. And that's something I feel like I've been saying for years too, but not in quite the same way. So that's the the biggest thing that pops out. And again, I love it because it that's the thing that just, you know, this, this pointing, it's not in theory. It's never in theory. It, it's, it's always, and this is what 
what we talk about is change coaches and what I'm sure any coach from any of these these uh, schools of thought would would go by is you kind of share what you know, share what you've seen. And yes, you push the limits on that for sure. I mean, you, you're trying to describe and point to things that you can't quite describe and point to and that maybe aren't fully in view for you, but you have a sense of them. That's amazing. But you're not just sharing what somebody else said. You know, you're not just, just giving a said Banks book and saying, here, read this or, or anyone's book. You're you are there as a human with a fellow human sharing what you know to be true, what you've seen to be true and, and or pointing in that direction anyway. And so it's so cool for us as the pointers when when the place we're pointing from shifts and, and it just, everyone benefits and it's amazing. So, so that's one thing that for sure feels like a difference to me is less talking to this separate self that is going to change something or that is going to experience some change or experience some different or better version of themselves. No, it's like, let's just back it all up, zoom it out even further and see that there is this flowing, the seamless flow of life always happening. And and in that seamless flow of life, there's a story about a you that has a problem. And that's not, not the truth of it, but that's the story. That's what happens. Um, so kind of similar to that, I mean, another thing that feels like a big difference, and this is interesting too, is is this this sense when since if there's no separate self, then there's no separate self making things happen. And for a long time, and I don't know that this is in the curriculum or in the little book of big change, it may not be five years old, but shortly thereafter, I've been saying this thing that life is living you. Life is living you. Uh and that's kind of how it, again, when I kind of went through that long period of not taking in outside stuff and just sort of being with people and, and going within and intuiting a lot of this, that just was so clear. It's like, we aren't doing this. Why do we think we're responsible for a thought that shows up? I wouldn't be having a lot of the thoughts I'm having at any given moment if I had any say over it. And I'm guessing that's true of you too. So yet there's this whole storyline that's so conditioned, you know, that you're empowered and you can do it and we have free will and it's all up to you. And so that's that's hard to get over sometimes. It's hard to reconcile. And that's been so strong, I think, for most of us. But at the same time, really, really, what are we doing? If we are in charge of thinking thoughts and making decisions and making choices, doesn't it seem like we would know how we're doing that? Doesn't it seem like there would be some some process that, I don't know, like how does it happen? And and I, there's a whole episode on choice and decision that's all about this, but I think it's pretty clear. It's very clear to me at this point that we aren't doing it, that life is living us. So that life is living us message is not new, um, but I never really had the language for it. I didn't know that people talked about this, to be honest, until not that long ago, a few a couple years ago, maybe, where there, you know, there's a lot of people who talk about the fact that we are not the doers, that we are not the doers of all of this. And so it's that was really awesome for me to kind of get that validation of like, oh yeah, this is what I've been saying, but wow, now now there is a bit of language and framework for it and and it I don't know, you know, some of the teachings kind of help round it out a little bit and help it help it land a little more deeply for me so that I can point to it in a deeper way. So that bit is interesting. Life is living you and heck yeah, it is. And it's living all of us all the time. And I think that's just such a huge thing to explore and kind of a touchy thing. All of these are kind of touchy things. You know, people don't always like to hear that they aren't in charge. Shocker, I know, but you know, we we like to think we have control, and so all of this can be a little confrontational. I mean, that there's no you, that there's no separate self. I mean, hello, like it can be a little confrontational, but but that's that's amazing. I mean, you know, that's that's where amazing things happen. So so yeah, so that's been part of it along the way, but definitely feels different now versus five years ago when I was writing and creating. Um, another thing, you know, I, I don't remember when I started talking about zooming out, um, but 
it's again been something that's been so helpful for people and it it's along those lines of being so dialed into the stories and the me and the if this then that and all the details of of thought all the specifics and the content of thought zooming out a bit to just see that we're thinking i mean it's really sort of just another way of seeing that now the thing is what's different i still you know still that's incredibly important zooming out to see that that there is no you and me and all these separate people that everything is this one energy that's a pretty big zoom out. It's about as out as you can zoom. <laughs> and so super important. But what feels different to me more recently is also zooming in. So in the last year or so, I've there's been several podcast episodes about generalizing, what I've just called generalizing. But the way that we feel something and our mind slaps a label on it and says, oh, I'm anxious you know, and, and, end of story. I'm just feeling anxious I, or I'm having an anxious day or, you know, I did my habit today. It's a bad day. Like the way that, or, or I feel hungry. This isn't, this is a bad thing. And from there a binge happens, you know, the way where there's, there's just as part of this seamless flow of experience, something is named and called out and generalized and puffed up as if it's this giant thing and everything follows from there, you know, and how what I've seen so much about this is like, no, 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 you don't have anxiety. It's not even that you're feeling anxiety. I mean, that's all, so much just language and label and high level generalization in that. Let's zoom in, like weigh in. What is anxiety? What even is it? Not even anxiety, but what is this feeling right now? Feel it. Where is it? Point to it. Describe it. Look at it. What's a thought? What the heck is a thought? We say, oh yeah, I know what thought is. It's happening all the time. We don't ever look at thought. Oh my gosh. I mean, just in general, people never look at thought. When when I've played with this in the last year or so, like, it's amazing to see what we just take as truth. When you really look at it, it is so fuzzy and full of holes. And again, there's whole episodes on this. But so so what feels different is not just the zooming out, but the zooming way, way, way in. And both of those are just feel incredibly important and and just provide so much insight and information. Because again, we kind of walk around in this conditioned state thinking we know who we are and we know who everyone else is and we know what we're feeling. And man, it's like, it just doesn't even scratch the surface. Our This human experience is just never really examined. So that's huge, 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 huge. And I just, I'm so, yeah, I just, I'm loving the zooming in and encouraging people to do more of that. So those are some of the big things that, again, like feel different, not different, but more different than not when I, when I look back at what, at the older curriculum and the little book of big change and all of that. Like, yeah, that's changed. And, and again, it's interesting that most of it was there in some way so that when that was pointed to in the past, when someone could hear beyond the pointing, which is what happens, they may have heard everything I just said and much, much more. So, so people still get, people get what I couldn't even point to. You know, because it's not, it's not about the message or the, or the specifics or, or what I even see. It's about what's going to open up for them when they're looking in that direction. So, so that's, that's pretty cool. And at the same time, I think um, for sure, being able to point in these deeper, more specific ways is, is going to be helpful for people. So what hasn't changed? and and you know, again, going back to that old curriculum, being totally willing and kind of excited, really, to burn it all down and just start fresh. What I saw was, wow, I don't, there's a lot here that's good. And there's a lot here that I may change little things. And I may, and I did, and I added some little things. And by the way, I kept a lot of the titles of the lessons just because I think they were really good titles. I just liked them. Uh, but that doesn't mean the content is the same. So um, yeah, a lot of the titles are the same, but the but the videos aren't the same. 
but there was so much of like that essence that's there that that was there then and and I think deserves to still be there. So one of those one of those things that really pops out is is starting with how this is all an innocent misunderstanding. I think that is just so huge to see that all human suffering all human suffering, everything we think we're seeing and experiencing that we call reality that and all suffering is not about life. It's not about us. It's not about how things turned out. It's not about there being a problem that needs to change. Absolutely nothing needs to change. Everything is absolutely perfect just as it is right now and always. We suffer when we don't see that. And that's not a problem either. Not seeing it is not a problem either, but it leads to suffering, which is beautiful because our suffering leads us to to alleviate the suffering. It leads us to to see things in new ways, in a fuller way. So it's, again, you know, if you've been through the school like that or even read, you know, just a thought, which I try to go into this more and more, how perfect it all is. Everything is happening for a perfect reason. It's just innocently misunderstood. So the 2017 curriculum started there and the 2021 curriculum starts there too. Um, Because I I just think that's so, so great. Um, You know, there's still, there's still a lot of, and this is such a weird paradox, double-edged sword kind of thing. There's still a lot of, of wanting to explain things. And and it's weird because again, what I'm ultimately saying in this whole conversation is you just point in a direction and and everything we're pointing toward is is not explainable anyway. Language can't even begin to touch it. But you point in a direction and you open people up and get them curious and they see what they see. And that's absolutely true. And I don't know, I'm just always a fan of like, I want you to get it. I want you to understand. I want you to see the logic. And and I want these misunderstandings to be cleared up, really. I don't want you to just look in a direction and feel good. I mean, that's awesome when that happens. But like, I don't know, it's just so perfect and it's so innocently misunderstood. So I guess maybe that's just me comparing myself to other people, which I shouldn't do, other other pointers and teachers, which I shouldn't do. Uh, I mean, I'll do it if I do it, but I know it doesn't mean anything. But I, I don't know. I, it, it feels important to me to to also keep the mind a little bit happy in this process, even though none of this is coming from the mind. I, I just It just looks like the mind is so powerful and this conditioning is so strong that it will keep finding arguments and loopholes and exceptions forever and ever if if we don't talk to it a little bit. Don't, you know, don't, if we don't show the mind a little different logic and, and kind of massage things that way. So I guess what that looks like is I just um, try to meet people where they are, you know, rather than kind of just... Uh, going for it all the time. Like, you know, I'm not going to try, I'm never, ever wanting to force anything on anyone. And in fact, I, this has stayed the same in five years too. and, And I think probably will forever is don't believe me. We're just exploring here and you see what, what looks true to you. And, and yeah, so that's, it's just hugely important that, um, that this is an exploration and it's not about believing anything that I say and that I'm totally happy to meet you in your perceived separate self. <laughs> it's all about me. Thought is personal place and hang out there as long as necessary. And and I think that's probably a difference in some people. I don't even know, to be honest, but I'm fine with that. <laughs> we can do that together. And I think that has stayed the same and maybe that'll change someday and maybe it won't. I don't know. Um, one thing that has stayed the same, which is just kind of funny as I really look through the curriculum, is it's so not about habits and anxiety. And, and it kind of so is, you know, clearly it's, um, it, it's why we know, we know the huge, enormous changes in habits and anxiety that happen when people look in this direction. After five years and over 2,000 people have gone through the school, 
there's absolutely no question. It's incredible what this does for people. Incredible. And it's we, we almost never talk about habits and anxiety. And in the curriculum, I mean, I do a little more education there around, again, like I was just mentioning, why it looks like this stuff, why this stuff looks to be so personal, why it seems so sticky, because I think that's important to see that. So that, so that we can feel comfortable to look away from it a little bit. Because when a habit looks like something you need or anxiety looks like it's giving you a warning, you're not going to look away. You shouldn't. You shouldn't if it, if it looks like it's important. It just wouldn't make any sense. There's nothing survival-based in that to look away. No way. So we have to see that it's not actually helping. It's not what it appears to be. And then people get comfortable and they can look away from their experience, their thoughts, moment to moment experience a little bit and see what's beyond it. So so it's just so interesting though how to me like how little we really even talk about that. And even in the calls, you know, our our group calls the first week or two tend to be a little more uh in that direction and man by week 2 like nobody even remembers that they had a habit or anxiety were in these these looking in this bigger direction and even though I've been doing this for a long time and I've seen it over and over again, it's just still kind of amazing how much that helps. How much that helps rather than diving into what appears to be a problem and talking about things at that level. That's exactly what doesn't help. So I don't know, that's a little bit of my uh, my journey, I guess, if you want to call it that, what I've seen in the past uh, five years, how I feel like the pointing and the teaching has changed. I really feel like it's gotten clearer and simpler and is pointing in a, in a deeper direction than it ever did. And I just know that's going to be so helpful. And most of that, you know, comes from from you all, from from being able to to be to interact with so many people over the past five years in the course, in the graduate community. I mean, our graduate community, I just love them so much that it's like every single day and we're following people year after year after year in that community and just seeing what what lands with people and what's opening up and it's it's awesome. So so much of that comes, yeah, feels like it just has come from actually doing this. And I feel so grateful, um, just so lucky personally that things keep deepening for me too. And my life keeps getting better and easier and simpler. Um, and I just love that, the, that, again, the pointing has been the same all the way along. It's just that the little details rearrange and, and change over time. So just on a really logistical note, um, there are about the same number of lessons in the new curriculum as there was in the old curriculum. There are a couple extra. I think there are a couple new ones. And again, many of them have the same titles, but they're not, it's not really the same information. It's delivered in a really different way. Um, there is one brand new animation. Most of the old animations are there. I think I took one away and swapped it out with this brand new one. It's an animation of the rushing river. So if you've been through the school, everyone loves that rushing river lesson. So there's now an animation for that one. Um, some of the conversations are the same and some are different. So there's now a conversation with John Flattery, who I absolutely love. He's the author of um, Addiction Unplugged and Guilt Unplugged. And I just, uh, and I, uh, this conversation with him, I loved him before. He's been on the podcast. He's been a speaker in the community. Um, but this conversation, I just recorded it about a month ago with him for the new curriculum. And oh, so, so, so good. Um, all the quotes are updated. All of the little flashcards and all of that are updated. So it's exciting. And, you know, one thing that, hasn't changed, I guess, since 2017 is that my, my favorite thing to do in my working life is to lead this course. And, and please don't take offense if, <laughs> if you've been in a different course with me or something else. I love our graduate community. I love training coaches. Um, but there's something about this six-week course, these people who have no clue what they're getting into who come up, you know, their their mind is just going to be like, what? I'm not doing it. There's no me. We're not tracking days of my habit, you know, and and yet every single one of them seems to get through that and just see so much. And it's just such a joy to do. So 
the biggest thing that hasn't changed is it's still amazing. It's still my favorite thing to do. Um, yeah, I just love it. And I'm so grateful that, that somehow a class forms, you know, twice a year. I always worry that it won't. <laughs> and somehow it always does. And it's always amazing. So if you want to see samples of some of the new lessons, there are some on the, on the page for the Little School of Big Change. It's just the littleschoolofbigchange.com. Um, we did pull out a couple short little clips, like one to three minute clips um, from some of the new lessons. So you can check that out if you're curious. And I'd love to have you in the course that starts February 7th uh, with all the new content. It's going to be awesome. So thanks for listening. The next six-week Little School of Big Change course, the one you've been hearing about with all of that updated content, begins on February 7th. If you haven't been through the school, this is a great time to do it. And if you have been through, it's a great time to come through at that discounted retake rate, get all the new content, and just get reimmersed with this understanding. So you can enroll at the littleschoolofbigchange.com to save your seat in the February 7th course. And remember that if you're part of Student Access Plus, where you also get a giant library of digital courses and other materials, you save 33% on enrollment in school. Also, the Change Coach Training Program for 2022 begins on January 27th, and there are just a couple seats left. It's an amazing training. If you've ever thought about being a coach or if you just want to really deeply immerse in this in a way that's way above and beyond anything else that I offer, this is a great way to do it. It's a six-month training. You get a ton of guidance and support. It's a small, intimate group. And some of the features of the group, like the way that we just debrief sessions and coach with each other and give so much feedback, I think it's really unique to a training like this. So I'd love for you to check it out. Let me know if you'd like to talk more. You can also see more at drimajohnson.com slash coach training. 